Okay, wake up in the morning and I go and get the paper. Gotta get the paper. Every morning, gotta go and get the paper. And a nice cup of coffee. Hey Geek fans, today we're talking about how Jessica Jones is the greatest feminist ever and the X-Men trailer dropped. Hey Central Michigan University, this is Ben Solis. My name is Mahmoud Balalalala. Mahmoud Balalalala, and we are the Raven Geeks. We're in the studio right now. We've got Tyler. Tyler, say hi. Hello. Kelsey, we got Kelsey in the house. Say hi. Hi, and we have a very, very special guest, someone who is joining us for the first time. We have Sydney Smith, the managing editor of Central Michigan Life. Hi, Sydney. And my roommate. And, and Kelsey's roommate, so this is like doubly awesome. How are you, Sydney? Great. I'm also not a geek. Well, she's going <laughs> to geek out today because we have a very special uh, episode. This is our last uh, episode of the semester. I wanted to say, th guys, it's been so much fun. I've had so much fun making fun of you guys and geeking about things and... What an enjoyable experience. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. It has so many laughs, so many ups, so many downs. Them feels. Wow. Wow. Looking back, who could have thought we did all this? <laughs> and this is this is when we start playing that Green Day song that everyone plays on the oh, graduation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the Friends Friends re, uh, finale. Yeah. And it was like the Either that or Graduation finale. by Vitamin C. Oh, I don't yes. know why I know that one better than the Green Day song, but you know, know whatever. Vitamin C, one of the best bands of all time, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Superstar hit. Clearly. But no, this is, this is really cool. Thank you guys for listening in. Uh, we had a great semester, and we're going to have another great semester when we come back. Raven Geeks Season 3. Yeah. It's going to be bigger. Well, is, is it is it 3.0, or is it 2.5? It's bigger, longer, and uncut, baby. Well, we're going to call it Season 3, because it's going to be the last <laughs> semester you and I are here. So. This is true. Me too. Oh, my and God. Tyler. Yeah, Raven Geeks dies with us next year. No, wow. I'm going to bring it. The Geeks, yeah. It'll as long as everything It'll, goes according to plan. So It'll, listen up, teacher. I need A's. <laughs> It'll just have to be me and Kelsey, which I think we can survive. We'll oh, find yeah. we'll find other geeks. I've got a geek in mind. That's good. I got two geeks. Whatever. I'm taking this thing. Dude, I already copyrighted the name. That's, My lawyers that's are fine. allowed to use raving geeks. <laughs> Malachi and I are gonna continue the podcast uh, somewhere else. Law professor, you did it under the CM Life uh Ooh, thing, good point. so therefore CM Ooh, Life They do they do own it. Yeah, but so I can Malachi keep it will, we'll go and make a new podcast, yeah. Malachi. It's I, called, uh, I deserve it. Uh, it's gonna, called the Excited Nerds. We're gonna call it <laughs> the, the Ben and Kelsey Suck Comedy Hour. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. Copyright. <laughs> that was bold. Wow. Trademarked. Malachi, I thought we were friends, man. No, yeah. we're not. Anyway, moving on. So moving on, yeah. So thank you very much, guys, again for listening to us. And we're gonna have all kinds of cool things. We got some sweet things planned. Uh, Hero clicks. We'll leave that. We'll leave that in the the atmosphere. Um, we might turn ourselves into action figures. That being said. Jessica Jones has been out for like about a month now, right? About a month? I guess, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah it's so. been some good. And uh, everybody's really kind of had a chance to binge watch it, except for me, because I'm yeah, slow. And Malachi. And Malachi still hasn't finished it either, huh? I'm about halfway through. My roommate's Xbox like died on me, so I don't really have... I can't watch it on the big TV, so may, I'm just may, may it rest in peace. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of problems. Yeah, truly. Truly. I'm so, I'm so sad. Truly. But no, Deeply I'm, in love with you. <laughs> I'm in the same place as Malachi. I'm, I think I'm on like episode seven. Um, I tried to watch them last night too, and I'm—I mean, I'm loving it so far. It's absolutely great. But like Sydney, you—you you absolutely loved it, eh? Yes, I watched it because I couldn't sleep one night, and then I stayed up till like six a.m. Which is like a perfect like, reason to watch seven everything. episodes. Yeah, I really like it. I don't really watch superhero stuff, so yeah, that's so it was just on a whim. Why? What? Uh, what drew you to it? What was? What was attractive to it? I couldn't sleep. And it, was there. <laughs> it was there. So upon upon watching, what uh, what did you think? Okay, so I'm a self-proclaimed feminist since birth, and um, did you come out waving the flag? I did. Awesome. Um, so this show to me is overtly feminist, and I was watching it, and like within the first minute, it passed the vegetable test, which is when two women talk to each other for more than I think ten seconds about something other than a man. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. That doesn't happen very often. It seems really easy for a show to be able to pass that, but it's really not. Um, so this show, to me, seems like women getting stuff done and men just kind of messing everything up. Yeah, like, to me, while I was watching it, I kind of felt like 
like Luke Cage and her her neighbor and like all the character like the male characters were kind of like tools for the female characters to use to get shit done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little goofy. Yeah, you got the cop, the cop who uh, kind of messes some things up too, and their their grandmaster plan to get Kilgrave. That's about as far as I'm into right now, but. Interesting. You're gonna love so the part much. when everyone dies. It's great. Oh trust God. me. <laughs> so ten ten seconds in, you noticed that right away. Was that was that something that you noticed, or was that something that you know some of the media had, had said? No, I noticed that all the time actually <laughs> when I'm watching stuff. Wow. Once you open your eyes to that kind of stuff, you can never close them. Absolutely. Um, so I'll start with Jessica Jones, who is a trauma survivor from Kilgrave, who's the villain of the show. And the show, even though it's about a superhero, so not super realistic. Um, it portrays her as a very like real trauma survivor. She's kind of messed up in the beginning. She drinks a lot. She's obviously very damaged and she doesn't always have to be pretty and she is really, really strong, but she's not strong enough to where like her being a victim isn't a thing. Like it's still a thing in the show. They have but sometimes T V does this thing where it's like um, she's a strong woman, so she won't let herself be a victim, but Jessica doesn't al- not allow herself. She is a victim, and they acknowledge that. And, and aside from being kind of just more, more realistic of the traumatic experience um, in general, uh, does that kind of make her even more of, of a kind of a cooler character mm-hmm. to you in that way? Yes. No. It just shows that, like, you don't have to always be, like, there's a lot of survivors of trauma, and they all handle things differently, but you... You don't always have to be, like, strong and not, you know, let yourself feel how you're going to feel after something like that. And so I like that the show acknowledges that. She's not just this, like, badass superhero who's not going to let any man mess with her, you know? And that's why I really liked her because in the past, I feel like watching shows where it's always, like, this this character is a female and she's a badass because you know this, but it's just like that's just who Jessica Jones is. Mm-hmm. It's not she's not trying to be. It's just that's that's her personality. That's how she is. It's not like they're trying to like shoehorn her into that role. I feel like sometimes it's like she's a woman and also like a, yeah, like it's no. almost like wow, you would never think that she can be a badass because she's a woman. like it's almost yeah. like that's kind of a superpower. Not not even in shows about like superheroes or anything like that, but like usually that's like the character. Uh, quirk, you know, like everybody has their thing, and like the the strong female character is like she's strong despite being woman. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just yeah, and it's like synthesized into a quirk. You're exactly right. Um, Sydney, it just I kind of just wanted to ask you this as well too. Um, you know, when this came out, there were a lot of comparisons from this to something like Supergirl in the media, um, and I'm trying to remember which outlet did it, but they kind of looked at a piece like you can't compare these two shows because you're doing it on a basis that's just like two badass women, you know, when they're mm-hmm. categorically different. Do you agree that that's, that's bad to kind of compare these two shows based on that by itself? Well, I haven't I haven't watched Supergirl. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that it bothers me that they called it Supergirl and not, like, Superwoman. The, well, see, they address that in the show, and they do it really well, where they go, we're going to name her Supergirl, and it's Felissa... Calista Lockhart, is that what her name? I, the girl from Allie McBeal. I don't know what her yeah, name is. Yeah. But she goes, what's wrong with being a girl? Like, I'm a girl and I started this huge media company and like they kind of like worked it. I'm not a girl. So I guess I couldn't understand. But like I felt like just listening to the way they explained that and I read some articles about it where a lot of people said they did it in a tasteful way to say, you know, you it's okay to be a super girl because you're also a super woman kind of thing. And it, I just so like when they explained it to me that time, that was the first time where I was like, wow, that's a makes a lot of sense because I've heard people say, why does it have to be super girl or, you know, you know, and like. Instead of like Batman and his Batgirl, it's just like that's mm-hmm. she's Supergirl. That's who she is, but she's also like a strong woman. And it was just the way that they said it in the show that I thought was kind of cool. So I guess I could see why you would be upset that they're calling it Supergirl. But. I don't know, just like mm-hmm. that it focuses so much on her being a girl or her being a woman mm-hmm. and not just like a superhero. That kind of bothers well, me. Well, and that and that bothers me too. Like the fact that it's like, like for instance, Luke Cage, I'm Power Man, you know, and then she for a while is Power Girl. It's like. So she's got to be like that name and girl and or like, you know, with the Batman and the Batgirl, Batman and Batwoman. Like, do they have to have like they can have their own name? That's like that's probably the one thing with comics that always bothers me. Bothers me. It's just like she's a part of this character. So let's just name her the same thing, but throw on the girl or the yeah. woman. And, and it bothers me with like Superboy. You know what I mean? Like even with it's not just the girl. It's like everything's like just give them an actual name. That's their name. That's why I like that she was 
Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. This whole show, it's like that's who she is. Like, yeah, so. they acknowledge that mm-hmm. in the show too. Like when they're like, "Oh, you Jewel or whatever." Like, is there yeah. super? But no, she's not Jewel. She's Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. So well, and even too like when you look at like the genesis of these characters, and it, it may have just been you know it's it's a it's a kind of a traditional thing, and it's a it's a slight in history if you really want to break it down to the canon. But like you know when they introduce Kara from Supergirl's character, she was she was a teenager at the time, so she was like categorically a a girl. And as it kind of evolved and she grew up and, you know, they evolved her into more an adult character, they never made that change. They never wanted to. Um, and that's kind of like a kitschy thing with comic books in general. But I see your point. And especially if you ever watch Supergirl, um, you'll notice that they kind of make too many weird jokes about her being a woman. Um, and it's kind of like just like kind of like gloss over like, oh, okay, you can do all this stuff. They don't do that at all in Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that that's something that you like about the show too, that they don't really kind of dig into those like... I'm a woman jokes or anything like that. Yeah, because the show isn't about her being a woman. It's mm-hmm. just about Jessica Jones as a person. Yeah. Um, I want to shift back and talk about Kilgrave. Mm. Oh, the evil Kilgrave, the purple man. <laughs> He's the scariest villain I've ever seen. Pretty, pretty gnarly. David Tennant, man. Like, he legitimately scared me. Yeah. I told Malachi that I had to sleep with the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> David, David Tennant might get me. He might want my mind. But, um... This is also a very realistic part of the show. He's this nice guy who turns, like, it's always, like, a super nice guy who turns out really to be an abusive. Very manipulative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can, so it's okay. You can say yes. So, um, he kind of represents, like, power and control. There's a lot of that throughout the show with, like, Malcolm's drug use and mm-hmm. things like that. But Kilgrave is, like, the ultimate, like, He's like a men's rights activist, pretty much. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. Well, All kinds of dimensions to this show. Seriously. For sure. <laughs> if you look at it through the right lens, I guess you'll see. But um, I think this kind of thing with like Kilgrave's character happens to women all the time. They meet like a nice, charming man, and then he turns out really not to be like that. And I think a lot of women who watch the show could resonate with that. I definitely did. And... Um, He's only that way when you're doing exactly what he wants, which he controls mine, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and he puts Jess through physical and emotional abuse. He's like an absolute abuser, and that's her confronting her abuser is really hard for her. And I'm glad she wasn't just like, no, like, F this guy, I'm going to like F him up. You know, like, she's not like, she's nervous about it. She has flashbacks and night terrors and things like that because he is an actual abuser it's like very realistic and on her side and his do you get what i'm saying and i want to ask you too allegorically just for the fact that you know he in in the in the in the show as a character um all that aside he's he's hard to pin down you know he's hard to find he's hard for her to track down too he's always kind of like slipping through jessica jones's fingers when she tries to you know inject inject the anesthetic into him things Mm -hmm. like that um, allegorically is that kind of like almost that experience as well of, of you know trying to find or to I don't know indict an abuser or anyone who uh, perpetuates that kind of like those traumatic experiences for women um, is, is there something to be said about that it's kind of a weird comparison yeah yeah because it he he wants to track her down like in the in the beginning of the show that's kind of more like typical abuser behavior than mm-hmm. Her tracking him down because he's not afraid of her in the beginning until he realizes he can't control her anymore. Yeah, and I was just looking at it through like a lens of like justice sometimes, you know, like yeah. when you bring forward some allegations of abuse or, or, or rape in that situation. Well, um, nobody nobody can believe her because he's so mm-hmm. he's manipulative. And that's what I thought too. It's like oh, there's kind of this like weird parallel to. He's it. literally a mind manipulator. Yeah. I, I have a question for you too. Um, so like I I had one problem with the show, but. They ended up not going that way because when they first kind of hinted at it and I was like, oh, no, it was in the episode where she's like living with him and they kind of go, they go to the hostage situation and he kind of gets the moment where he could be a hero. And mm-hmm. I was really afraid that they were going to go Me down too. the line of making him a hero because I was like, you know, I, I, when happen. I watch the show, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I don't, I didn't look through it through that lens. To me, it was like, this girl is a victim of his. He can read minds. I wasn't like the whole like, you know, men's right stuff. I see it now, and it's very interesting. Like, I'm not kidding. I'm hanging on every word. But I guess what I'm saying is I was really glad when they when they decided, no, he's like a bad guy. Like, he thought about yeah. – he, he, he could do good, but he doesn't want to do good because it's way easier for him to be bad. So I guess 
for me, I wanted to ask when you kind of saw that happening, were you worried that they were going to almost try to make this, like I said earlier, for lack of a better word, like this rape mind rapist pretty much yeah. into a hero, a vision of a hero for like a split second and almost kind of like, you know, I'm trying to. I, like, I was yeah. very worried at that part mm-hmm. because I thought the whole, that I was like, oh, they're going to make this all about him and like him being great at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I, I don't know, I might be like looking too deeply into it, but that doesn't happen with no. abusers. Yeah, no, and, and like I said, I was like, I'm not trying to say that they were going to glorify it, yeah. but like I was just really worried. I'm like, this guy's a very, I mean, in in the course, you like I said, you don't follow Marvel stuff, but in my opinion, he's the best villain that Marvel's had since the first time we saw Loki, because to me, Loki's kind of becoming drawn out and, you know, but I was really worried that they were going to ruin it because they kind of did that with Fisk in the Daredevil show. Yeah. And like you said, you didn't watch a lot of superhero stuff. I watched it with my girlfriend and she watches all the movies with me because, you know, she loves me. And um she but she really liked the Daredevil show oh, and she, she liked really she liked Jessica Jones better, but her mother watched it with us. And she watched the first episode with us and from the moment when Hope was in the elevator, she was like, "What is this show?" and we explained it and she watched the whole thing and she loved it. So she was like you as someone who's never really watched it and she just watched it as almost like she's just a PI and yeah. Kilgrave is just like a guy, a guy that she's That's going how I was to get, and <laughs> at getting to like listen to her talk about it and like listen to you talk about it, it's cool because I've, as since I know the characters a little bit, I wasn't able to kind of separate that from the fact that this is like a superhero show. So like, I guess I was wondering when, when they were trying to make him like a hero, almost I was wondering for you how like almost like cringe worthy it was. It to was. Like see I it. was yeah. really nervous, mm-hmm. like till the next episode when he decided mm-hmm. he wasn't going to do that. Which I'm thankful, like thankful and not thankful for, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, that narrative never happens in life. So I was glad that they like quickly, like shoved that under the rug. Yeah. And so, uh, did you notice anything else about Kilgrave, or what? What else did you notice about the show that you that you enjoyed? She's got no. She's a professional. Like, we we, <laughs> like we come in here every week journalist. and wing it. And she's like, <laughs> we need more people like her in here. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Trish and Jessica's friendship. Trish is awesome. But Trish like, is my favorite character. Is, I like you know, her better than Jessica. I I really <laughs> did like her too. And I got about halfway through the show. And I'm like, who is this girl? Why do I know her? And she was the Australian girl from the very first Transformers movie, who was like the tech person. If you remember all the way back then. And I was like, oh, it, I was like, oh yeah, that's who that is. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Connections. Sorry. Continue. I don't know who that is. No. <laughs> Um, she is my absolute favorite character on the show because, okay, there half of it is because of her and Jessica's friendship. Mm-hmm. You ha- hardly ever see women friendships in shows like that. And there was a lot of rumors going around in the beginning when people first started watching it that they were going to, like, be lovers. That's what I thought and I was, like, hoping to death that that wouldn't happen because you never see, like, two women and, like, a great friendship on a show like this. Um who don't always talk about men. Of course, they talk a lot about Kilgrave, but they also talk about other things. Um, and they're extremely different, and they get in a lot of arguments, but they're never, like, catty girl arguments, like the typical kind, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I really like that. And Trish herself is, like, a super badass. And a lot of the times when you have, like, a stereotypically beautiful person in a show, she's not like that. But she she's... They can be like that, but, like, she's not like that in, like, a sexualized way. She's just a badass, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't do it so, like, people are, are like, wow, she's hot. They she just they just do it. And I thought they were going to kind of do it more than it. Because in that first episode, when you see her, like, go in the room and start punching. And she's like, no one touches I'm, I'm like, me unless oh, I want then, them to. But they didn't go as far into that as I thought they were going to do. And that's, you know, and I, with between their friendship, I liked it how early in life Jessica helped her. And then in return, when later on Jessica was the one who needed help, she was like, you were there mm-hmm. for me. I'm now here for you. I mean, she comes over. She's like, I need $400 to leave town. She's like, you know, you haven't talked to me in it was like months. Yeah. But you're my, you know, you're basically like my sister to me, so I'm going to help you out. And it was just like, like like you said, she was, I think she might have been my favorite character in that show just because, I mean, in the, in the Daredevil show, my favorite character was, um, I can't remember her name now, but the their secretary. You know, like just these people off to the side that kind of like, it was like they kind of helped her out and then she became this amazing like reporting dig up person so it's like all these side characters that i really liked more than the actual characters and karen had had a kind of a similar yeah karen there too, you because you know she was she was damaged i mean not in, i guess in the same way that jessica was um at all but you know her her growth and just trying to find her strength over her arc is actually pretty cool too and it's mirrored pretty well too awesome yeah i just like like 
a lot of like women are pitted against each other in life and in like entertainment, but they're just lady friends, and I like it. So you know how you 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 said how you <laughs> didn't you know you liked that they weren't together. So then how did you feel about the um. Well, is it, I know it's Carrie Ann Moss, but I can't remember what her name is in the Hogarth. show. Hogarth, yeah. the lawyer, their lawyer, and kind of her story. How'd you feel about that then? Since you said you liked that they weren't together, but then you actually have like the the opposite thing with another character. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think adultery is right, like mm-hmm. <laughs> cheating on your significant other. But um, I didn't have a problem with that in the show, to okay. be honest I mean, with you. I think that was one of the first times where. I watched a show where they're like, hey, we have like a same sex relationship. They and don't acknowledge it. And at we're all. not going to, it was just, it was <laughs> so, it was so it fluid really with it. You know, it was just like, yeah. and that's, and that's, like I said, everything that they did that were normally are like big hot topic, like we're going to force feed it to you. That was the stuff that they just were kind of like, it's a thing and it's just, we're going to yeah. go with it. it and so. it's not like an extra like part of the plot. It just like mm-hmm. is the plot. Yep. It's just there. Interesting. And I, I felt so bad for, her the the one like her ex the, that yeah, yeah. The I was just yeah because I was just like she's so mean have you <laughs> yeah. watched the whole thing oh I've, I've okay, I so watched you know it yeah I've seen it all. I don't want to say too much because of these guys yeah. otherwise I would just sit here and spoiler 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 <laughs> what, what you're most now or later we don't well we don't there, really I want I, I, I really want to talk about the ending so there is a part where maybe I might have you guys earmuff it mm-hmm. or I'll just talk to you afterwards or I'll just look say I mean this this has been out for a while so and you know what I'm gonna see it it doesn't yeah, I don't care you guys can talk about it. so if we want to if we want to go spoilers on there's this one point. thing that I would like to really talk to her about and it's yeah. about the, the yeah, okay go. Tyler you talk away so do you feel that it was kind of a cop out that in the end she killed Kilday I knew it was going to happen the whole time, but I thought it was really like, I was like, wait, that's it? I'm sorry. Uh, guys, you gave me the okay. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, because to me, and I am not the one who thought this. I heard it on like another podcast where there was a female talk about it, where she would have rather had her, her had Jessica like rip his tongue out so that he would have to live the rest of his life not being able to manipulate people. Because we see in the series, his biggest complaint was when he was like trying to buy the house and he was like, it would be so easy for me to use my powers, but I want to do this the right way for Jessica. And it just, it killed him that he couldn't use his powers against certain people that he had to go the rest of his life. So then he almost became like someone who was a victim of something, you know, like, so he had to go through the rest of his life. And I know I don't want to like justify, but like I, he was just so evil that I felt like that quick death was too, too easy way out for him. I'm gonna be honest. I'm glad that he died at no, the end. No, and I, I'm I'm glad he did too because he was a terrible person. Like I would but, rather like I don't want him to get his tongue out and live forever. I want him to like, die. I, I want like I wanted him to like rot in a cell and be like miserable for the rest of his life just for like what he did. I mean, just for the little stuff like go stand and look at that fence and never leave, mm-hmm. or you know like just you know like just it, it, for me it was more creepy when he would just tell girls to smile. Then when he so would be creepy. like, hey, go get me a drink and you have to do it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like just the little things that he did were creepier to me than the big overall things. Yeah. There's, so there's that sequence where he's sitting in that like cafe and he just yells, mm-hmm. everybody be quiet. And like everybody everyone. Yeah. And like, really, and, really creepy and that's why I just like I said, I, I wanted like when he went with the scene where they had him locked up. That To me, that was my favorite part of the show. Cause I'm just like, finally, he's getting his comeuppance. I, you know? The whole time I was like, yeah. why doesn't she just kill him? It took way too long to kill him. Uh-huh. I know. Oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> But there, but there was there was a guy. reason why you know why she just didn't. But I was just like at the end I was like I, said, I was happy, but at the same time I was kind of like it was too. It was almost like I I really wanted her to like make him have to pay for it, you know. But I think she did mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Oh, I guess that's just me, just because I I hate I and I'm just sad that he's gone because he was a really good villain. And for you, who that's the only thing you see, Marvel needs good villains. Spo- <laughs> so. Spoiled like rotten eggs, man. <laughs> you guys, yeah, you gave me the okay. I was going into it. Well, is there anything else that you want to touch on uh, before we, we move on to the next segment here? I don't think so. Interesting. Yeah, you got pretty comprehensive notes, I think. That's yeah. Well, but- I was going to talk about the lawyer mm-hmm. and their relationship and the diversity of the show because a lot, the only characters that are villains are the white men of the show. Yeah. How does that make you feel? I enjoy it. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, I enjoy Happens it. Happens a lot in I life. I enjoy that as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's great. And then my my favorite male character is Luke. I'm he's got his own. I'm so ready for his show. Well, I love him because he's the only. I was telling Malachi that this earlier. He's the only guy in the show that doesn't tell Jessica what to do. He's like, mm-hmm. you do what you got to do. 
Yeah. Like before he finds out what Jessica did. But um, do you guys know what Jessica did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was the only guy like I love Malcolm, but he was always trying to tell her what to do. And Luke was just like, you do you. But he was like super masculine at the same time. So that was a really different side of masculinity that you don't really see. No, I didn't. Yeah, in the comic books, they do. They get they they link up, man. Is the kid like super strong oh, yeah. and super tough skin? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. So yeah, Luke will get his own show. You like to see him and do his own thing. It's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. If you had to give it an overall grade, based on everything, based even on the Beckle test too, what would you give it? I'd give it an A. Wow. It's like one of my favorite shows now. Yeah. I did not I, expect to like I, it this I, much. I really <laughs> liked it a lot too. And it was like like we we talked about before like. Before they announced the show, I didn't really know anything about her. And then I started, mm-hmm. like, researching about her. I'm like, wow, this could be really good. So. Well, thanks, Sydney. Cool. <laughs> that was fantastic. Well, uh, we're going to do something a little special since it's our last episode. Oh. Uh, you know, we get to talk about a lot of things, but we've all kind of picked one thing that we really just want to harp on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about that and the new X-Men uh, Apocalypse trailer Which right I'm after. very excited for. Right after these special words from our special sponsor. So special. Wake up in the morning and not go and get the paper. Gotta get the paper. Hey guys, this episode of Raving Geeks has been sponsored by The Hall of Heroes. Located in Campus Court next to Subway, The Hall of Heroes is open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. Visit their website at www.hallofheroesllc.com and let The Hall of Heroes become your go-to comic book destination. Synopsis is real. Never had that old team mixing feel with cats who make waves and aptly get a 360 deal. If you are always looking for a good scare, then check out Horror Central Podcast presented by CM Life. For horrifying entertainment, it's Horror Central. Hey guys, we are back. Thank you for uh, checking out uh, Hall of Heroes. Hall of Heroes is a wonderful place. So, uh, Tyler and I have been spending some time on Wednesdays. You know, putting up new books. Uh, don't let Ben fool you. He went without me last Wednesday. He did. It really no. hurt my feelings. Well, we, I'm gonna, you know, we have a strict schedule. We come to our Wednesday meetings to plan the episode. Mm-hmm. Malachi's an adult, so he has to stay and do work while Ben and I, the we'll, children, get we'll to go get to go have fun. Yeah. And Ben flipped it on us, and he went beforehand okay. and missed the meeting. And then he missed the meeting. Yeah. Okay, let's 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 take a step back here. All right. I was I was at Dog Central. It was after class. Was, we know was, how Ben gets. We know Ben gets around his hot Yeah, you got to get your Wednesday I, dog. I got to get my Wednesday dog. I had double fist them. I had double fist because I had a slaw dog, and I had a popper dog. He's just he was just getting his wiener Wednesday on. I was getting my wiener on. All right, I love wieners in and around my mouth. Um, wow, I just went there. Um, cut, cut that out for a hey, soundbite later. It's, Thank it's, you. It's a Jonah Hill line. Come on, super bad. Sure. Yeah. yeah the, I what? mean, if you didn't go there, I was going to. So. so somebody was going to say it eventually. Yeah. Look, anyway. don't dance around the subject. Why were you late to so, the so damn anyway, meeting? So I'm driving. I'm driving actually to our meeting. All right. I was driving to our meeting, and I get a text from Michael, like saying, "Could you, could you guys come please help me today? The power's out." So the entire, the entire grid, like in Mount Pleasant, blocked like. A bunch of different malls out. But Malachi, do you, do, you remember, do you remember getting a call from Ben to forward the message that, hey, Mike needed help? Got or, nothing. Or someone trying to take all the glory? Yeah. So, so I Again. went there and I helped him out, you know? Yeah. I put up some books. I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, Tyler was about to walk I was going to from walk Alma from to Elma today. to Mount sure. Pleasant so to be here today. invalid. I was going to invalid walk. almost, too. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't miss Sydney's so, section. So Tyler Tyler is willing to walk seventeen miles to get here on foot. Yeah. But Ben can't wait half an hour to Normally have Normally I walk on my hands, but this time I decided to do it on foot. And then he was late to today's episode I too. To see those good books. Yeah. God damn. I'm really sorry, guys. So speaking really of So speaking of making fun of Ben and things that we love and are very passionate about, <laughs> Malachi, why don't you get us started? Because sure. I'm very interested in what you have to say. Thank you. Well I'm sure our, our listeners will appreciate Ben shutting his big fat mouth for a minute. <laughs> Shut your big fat yapper. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the X-Men trailer, guys. Shall we, gentlemen? Drop today. I actually didn't even know this was going to come out. Uh, I just kind of opened up my normal. It was leaked. It was, it was leaked. leaked. It was leaked, so they released it. It was, it was supposed to come out tomorrow, I think, but it got leaked this morning. Yeah, weren't they going to make us? First of all, why did all the trailers coming out on Jimmy Kimmel? Why are they making us watch Jimmy Kimmel to see no these idea. trailers? Well, see, for a while there, I thought it was because... Uh, 
Kimmel's on ABC, owned by Disney. That's why he's getting like Star Wars uh, and Civil War and all that good stuff. But then sense. he got Batman v Superman. So I'm thinking Kimmel sold his soul to the devil. Or trailers. Yeah, yeah. He must have long ago because yeah. he's kind of insufferable. So he's boys with he's boys with um, Ben Affleck. So that was a no brainer. Okay. That made sense. But uh, so this trailer came out. It's good. It was. You know what? I was surprised about the roster that they have too. It's, I knew Jean Grey was going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Young Jean Grey. I didn't realize we were going to get Cyclops though. And Storm's pretty cool. I mean, Jubilee, we'll get a young I, I Jubilee. Jubilee. Yeah. Looking full it's, on. It's the 92. It's the 92 cartoon. Yeah, pretty much. Kids. Very light on Wolverine. I don't even think he was in this, was he? He's a, I think he's a he's either a very early, like a very small cameo. He was on set, he's filmed, but he wasn't it's after Wolverine three, he's done. So they put him in this. So I don't yeah. think he's gonna be in it too much. Well, he it's this is set in the eighties, correct? It is set in the eighties. Yeah. So what it, at this point he's like running around the Canadian wilderness naked still. Yeah. But he, yeah. yeah. yeah like true. he just he just escaped from Weapon X, so he's like running around <gasps> naked. Who am I? What am I? After yeah. after Days of Future Past, though, it's kind of hard to keep track. He he might yeah. be in the bottom of a river. Did, well, I guess yeah. At this point, well, no, they saved him at the end of that. Mm-hmm. Strikers got him. Striker got him at the end of that movie. But Striker was Mystique at the end of that movie. That's a good point. Yeah. And we saw him. He's around. He's around. What the hell? He's around somewhere. He probably didn't get his adamantium. Comics, am I right? Yeah, comics are crazy, dude. Weird. So it opens up with Jean Grey freaking out, having psychic hallucinations or whatever about oh, apocalypse is coming. And whatever. Jean and Grey and does. Jean Grey's British now. Yeah, like, so seriously. Weird, weird didn't twist. didn't quite cover the accent on that one. No, not at all. Um, then you see some some scenes of like, oh, who is this apocalypse guy? And they have a, a file on him at the CIA. Apparently, <laughs> I think it's. I wonder how they're going to dress the whole Magneto dropped freaking stadium on the White House in the last movie. Like, they seem it. like they're kind of over that. They are. They're, they're, later, they're basically at the point where they're creating giant murder robots, and I guess now at this point everybody's cool. It's yeah, okay, though, because at the end of this movie, the Power Rangers are going to come down to help fight Ivan Ooze, so it's cool. <laughs> <He definitely laughs> okay, does, like... okay, let's, let's, take a, let's take a step back on that, too. Okay, so when they first release, as you guys know out there, as they first release these images of what Apocalypse is going to look like. I, Oscar Isaac's yeah. main character, who's also our Poe Dameron. Yeah, which, which is weird. He's unrecognizable is that. He looks absolutely very different. He, and you know what? Look, you can't make Apocalypse look cool. He looks ridiculous. He always looks ridiculous. He's a big blue guy. He's got like that weird lip thing going on, which is that part of his skin I'm, or listen, is that like his mouth? I'm just going to say something now. Yeah. After Guardians of the Galaxy came out, I don't want to hear this excuse of you can't do this because it's too weird. Okay, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and Ant-Man... You guys didn't like it. It made money. Well, so okay. we're at the point now where where they go, well, we can't do a, hum- a female-led comic book movie because it's just – we're not right. We did Guardians of the Galaxy. We're ready. I agree. I'm saying that his costume is just looks stupid. Always. <laughs> In no the comics, what, no it looks stupid. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's why, it's why they went with the black leather instead of the yellow leather. So, so that being said, <laughs> yeah. that shot that we saw where he's all purpley and he looks like Ivan Ooze, which yeah. is the you know, esteemed Power Rangers character. That, I love that uh, movie growing up, by the way. It's a pretty good movie. Up. Yeah. It was a dude. You look at the shot. It was like a, a purple hue from a light. Like that's not what it looks like because he's yeah. blue throughout the entire thing. I thought he looked fine. Uh, they showed a little bit of his like uh, his shape abilities. Yeah, shape enhancing powers. Which first of all, uh, Apocalypse has all the powers. All of them. He has all the powers. All the powers. He can make. He can turn his body into anything, mm-hmm. which involves like he's he's kind of like the uh, bucket of water. Yeah, he's kind of like the liquid Should Terminator. I? He's like the the T whatever in, in Terminator the Two. T one thousand. Yeah, the T one thousand. I thought wasn't isn't that Arnold is the T one thousand? No, he's the T eight hundred. Yeah, I'd only seen the first. I've only seen the first two. So yeah. Anyway, so he can do he, basically to the point where like he can shoot rockets out of his hands and stuff. Like he yeah, can, he, can, he can form his actual appendages, appendages to like mechanical devices. Right. 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 So. Which is usually a level of like morphing that you don't see. So that's like size enhancement. He can fly. He's got like laser powers too. I'm pretty sure he's got some kind of like psychic abilities as well. And it's not like he's got these. It's like he has the best version of these. Like he's the most powerful all around mutant, I guess. Yeah. Even though he's the first one, which I always thought was kind of weird. Well, I, I like too how even though that that CIA file is kind of a little, it's a little silly. Um, yeah. That was like the one part. It's like okay, whatever. You're really trying to hamfist this. But it's kind of hard to set him up in general though. It, like there's gonna is. be a little bit of like an exposition drop at a certain point where like hey this guy's been around forever and he's a god blah 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 whatever anyway here he is which is i guess i guess in the long run as opposed to like trying to have him describe his origin having her yeah. you know um taggart i think is what her moira mctaggart yeah. yeah yeah um that's kind of cool to me because you just get it out of the way i hope that they don't like really harp on it and just get straight to the action of this because it looks yeah. like it's going to be probably way less on story 
than First Class or Days of Future Past was because those always the, both those movies kind of had heavy plots. Yeah, you know? Even especially First Days Class, of Future Past. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, both of them they had to set up a lot because you have to in Days of Future Past you had to like tie the movies together in the time travel and you had to, like establish a lot of things and then also in First Class you had to you know put the seeds of him going to the mansion and like him maybe losing his hair and like Cerebro and like him and Magneto getting along but not being good frenemies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And this one is, I don't think they're as tied because all that old continuity is basically gone. So they can kind of do whatever they want. Yeah. I mean, it it looks like a a bit of an action fest, but I I don't know. I don't really know what to expect with Apocalypse. I think it's cool that they have his four horsemen. Yeah, which which is crazy that he's made, they've made the four horsemen into actual, like, important mutants. Yeah. Storm, Psylocke, Magneto. Um, and who is who's the fourth one? Who Angel. Was, Angel. Was it Angel? Yeah. Which in this one, he, Archangel. He's got his metallic which looks really wings, which look pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Magneto's been a horseman before. Wolverine's been the horseman. I, there's like famine, pestilence, something else, and death is usually what they're Wolf, called. Isn't that war and death? Yeah, war and death. But were Psylocke and Storm ever? I don't think Storm ever was. I don't think so Psylocke, either. I think, was. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. I with you guys, I was kind of like, eh, about the trailer, you know? Yeah. Um, I want to point out one thing that really bothered me more than anything. So we talked about this in Sydney. I'm sure she's. We're gonna hear a little thing. I decided I think I might be kind of I'm done with Jennifer Lawrence for a little bit. I I, I really thought about it sitting through Stop Hunger Games Part Two. Whoa! Yeah, bombshell. Time. I, I think she's a great actress, and I think, but I think, like I told you guys, she got locked in a lot of these contract of these these franchises. I think she's ready to move on to like bigger and better well, of things. Of course she is. Of um, course she is. The whole Days of Future Past. Her whole thing was I'm a mutant and I'm proud, and I'm doing this because I'm proud to be mutant. Did we once see her with blue skin in this new trailer? No. So she's now hiding the fact that she's a mutant. Well, first of all, that makeup is probably a pain in the ass to put on. That being said, dude, but it just... And she's Jennifer Lawrence, so what, are you going to put blue paint on her? I mean, it's Jennifer Lawrence. They're going to show her face. She was Jennifer Lawrence in Days of Future Past, and she was in blue She was blue the entire time, yeah. Maybe she's getting over it. I mean, she's a big star, Honestly, Days of Future Past could have been retitled to, hey, Mystique, don't do this. You're ruining everything. And then her saying, no, I would, I'm going to keep doing this. And yeah. then them saying, listen, he's from the future. You're ruining everything. And I her love, saying, I, I don't care. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. I'm so proud. The movie. But I don't know. I'm stoked that, uh, that Quicksilver is going to be back. Evan yeah. Peters is Quicksilver. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. a great Quicksilver, man. I did not see that coming, him being that popular. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Rating. Well, you know, the, the Avengers Quicksilver we got was so weak. You know, this is... Well, I mean, he. This one's like overpowered, if anything. So, well, from what from what I heard, with the whole Quicksilver thing was, Evan Peters was just supposed to be kind of in that scene, and then of the Mar like the Disney Quicksilver was supposed to be a bigger character, but then after how popular Fox's Quicksilver was, they're like, we're gonna make him a huge character. So then the two kickass um, actors who were best friends had to fight over who was gonna be Quicksilver and. Fox one out, and, oh, they, and then they, that's why. Because I kind of felt like the Quicksilver death. I mean, I could see why it made sense, you know, but it was kind of like you. Why did he didn't really have a big impact? And I think it was gonna be Hawkeye, but then once they found out that they weren't even gonna get to use Quicksilver, they were kind of like, ah, just kill him instead. Yeah. My so. question for this is, is that you know, if if this is another really highly popular X Men movie, because I mean, let's let's face it, all of these X Men movies have been extremely prop, uh, popular, and it's the one property that Marvel would love to get back, but they just can't because Fox has just dug themselves such a great hole in kind of like you know keeping and locking in this property. If this doesn't do so well, I mean, is this going to be a sign for them to kind of give it up, or you know, do you think that this battle is going to keep raging on? I think it's going to keep going because honestly. They've got Deadpool, and if that kills, they'll be good. And they got Gambit. And I think one of those two characters are going to replace Hugh Jackman. And then you're going to have all these little kids that are coming. Not little. I mean, they're like our age. X-Men babies. But they're the yeah. X-Men babies. Coming this and fall. they're going to be able to lead the charge now, but then they'll have the, you know Ryan Reynolds or Channing Tatum, which, I mean, I still don't like him as Gambit, but Channing Tatum is a name that will sell tickets. Well, the thing with so, X-Men, too, is like they almost don't even like need – to have Marvel in the picture at all because they have such an expansive no. universe as it is that you can yeah. basically have your own shared universe of X-Men because there are so many characters of mutants and everything anyway. So yeah. I, don't, I don't really... They, they, haven't, even, they have, haven't even... I mean, in the third movie is when they brought in like the brotherhood of mutants with the evil... I mean, they haven't even touched that. Yeah, yeah, And exactly. that's like a huge part of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't see them ever giving that up just because they've all been really successful too. And they're doing TV shows now. Yeah, yeah which we'll see mm-hmm. how that goes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. 
And Brian Singer, I mean, I think he said that Potential Years is going to be his last one. I doubt that, though. Oh, he, the, guy, he, the guy loves this franchise so much. In fact, I mean, he just got it back in his hands with Days of Future Past, too. Yeah. So. He'll take a break, but he'll he'll be back. Yeah. Wow. So, guys, guess what's your trailer grade? What's your trailer grade on the trailer? I mean, I, I'm with Tyler. It was a cool trailer, but I'm not any more really excited I mean, for and, it. And like I said, I've, I've never been a big X-Men guy. The only thing I've really w- ever done X-Men is I played, like, the old over-the-head, like, x-men game where you got to like switch out all the characters oh x-men legends yeah x-men yeah, legends good and i watched the 92 cartoons that so yeah. i mean i'm not really a huge x-men guy anyways but i just kind of felt like eh. yeah, yeah i mean it's it looks good i guess yeah. we'll see i mean there's been enough good x-men movies at this point that i don't i don't know yeah. i don't get like super mm-hmm. excited for it anymore but i'm happy uh, x-men's one of my favorite franchises. I, i've never like watched out to see one in theater so i'll wait and rent this one like all the others yeah so we have a, a supersized uh, edition of uh, Raving Geeks today. We're we're hope you guys are, are still with us. Super packed. Uh, now that we're at the end, uh, we're just gonna take some time to talk about a topic that we didn't get to this semester, but we're we're somewhat passionate about, right? Yeah. Um, so who'd like to lead us out here? Well, uh, Malachi, you let it off last time, so I'll, I'll take I'll take the reins here. Okay. Cool. Um, I've been uh, trying to catch up on my comic book reading. I felt a little behind because uh, these two palookas are doing uh, so much better at me than keeping up. Um, they read pretty fast. I read pretty slow. I, whereas I thought Malachi couldn't read, apparently I can't read more than like five words a minute. Um, that being said, I've been really kind of gung-ho about you know picking up stuff and reading it. Um, obviously, I have my, my Capes comics that I read, uh, my DC and my Marvel here and there, but I'm really, really big into the indies. I love Vertigo, I love IDW, and I really love Image Comics. Those are some of my favorites. And quite frankly, some of these miniseries that Vertigo and IDW and especially Image put out um, are, are so top-notch that they make anything that's coming out in Capes right now look almost completely irrelevant. Uh, case in point, I picked up two books this, this last month. Um, one was Red Thorn uh, by Dave Bally, I believe is how you say his last name, and Megan Hetrick. Um, she's really good. I actually know her on Facebook, too. Uh, it's acqu- name drop. It's acquaintances. <laughs> yeah, it's acquaintances. I don't really like I'm not that good friends with her, but like, you know, her art's fantastic, and I see it on Facebook all the time. Um, and then also Jacked by Eric Kripke and uh, John Higgins. The, the latter of those... Um, which is which is jacked is fantastic um it's kind of like this weird anagmation of like goodfellas with preacher like in the way that the story is told that's interesting it's also got some kind of like fight club-esque like elements to it of this like bum who just like has like a terrible life and just is going nowhere um and he basically he, he looks for like these neotropics online and he doesn't know whether they're legal or not but uh, he t- starts taking them and he gets superpowers um so his life drastically changed, and like I, they only have had the first issue out yet. So I've only read the first issue, and it's it's brilliant. Um, and it just kind of helps me reflect a little bit. It's like, wow, you know, I know that these these smaller subsidiaries will never overtake the big two. Uh, they can't. That their marketing reach is too big. You know, their capital is too big. But just in terms of sheer storytelling, I don't even know why I waste time on capes anymore. Like I love my I love my Batman and I love I love reading Superman still I still love reading Green Arrow, um, and I love the Lantern Corps but like it's like almost like villain of the week, even when they do larger larger arcs it's it's kind of there's left something left to be desired and even when they shake things up they go back to the status quo kind of too are you finished with Endgame can I drop a Batman spoiler you, I'm in the middle of it I don't care if you spoil it for me are you sure. I don't know. La, 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 Okay. I won't bring it up, but there's a major shakeup at the end of Endgame that has already been erased in the ongoing Batman run. See, that's what I'm talking about. Or not erased, but, like, it's been kind of, yeah, it's been erased. Retcon. Yeah. Well, I mean, and kind of like what I see is the problem, the reason why I think, because I've been, I I had to ban out about the other Vertigo titles that I was reading, just picking up the number ones. It's because with these, with the two big books, there's just so much history. That you just, it's almost like where to start. And everything has been rebooted. I mean, Marvel's rebooted, what, twice in the span of, there were, there were some books that were on number six that had to be rebooted back to number one. It's like there was only six issues. So it's like yeah. you're constantly restarting. You don't really have this grasp of like what's going on. And with these independent books, most of, I mean, Vertigo's new stuff that they're putting out, these books that you know you're loving, they're four to six issue miniseries. So it's like. You get the whole story. Well, look at what happened with Secret Wars too. Yeah. We we didn't even get to do our Secret Wars wrap up because it's still it was delayed. And now Civil Wars two is coming out. 
Yeah, but, but what they did at Marvel is they were like, all right, Secret Wars is coming. It's going to be a thing. Everybody online needs to get get on board with Secret Wars. So everybody had to do these tie-in books for Secret Wars, and now it's the worst. Getting all the tie-ins for all these different arts and like these maxi series is just ridiculous. Well, now we're on issue three of of the all new, all different Marvel, like their reboot, and they still haven't concluded the storyline. So I, I don't know how what people can really do, and there's a lot of questions about like how the universe is structured because they still haven't resolved. And it. honestly, guys, that's why I read by trade because yeah. by the time it comes out in trade. It's every. I can go. Okay, this at the time when these were out in the single issues, I still didn't know what was going on here. But now everything's out in trade, and I can pick it up in an order and read it that way. Yeah, absolutely. And I, even just talking about the, the rehash, we, when we were in the store the other day, dude, they have a, a trade of of Spider Gwen, which they killed, and now they have a new book, which is Radioactive Spider Gwen. And the radioactive is just like like they're ad- running they're running out of adjectives. Yeah, they really are. They're just, like they're just throwing stuff at it. It's, it's really yeah. ridiculous. Well, it's dumb when you have all new, all different, amazing Spider-Man. And you don't even find out what what book you're reading until like the fifth word in there. The know? new Spider-Man book is just called Spidey. There's another yeah. There's another one. Well, there's you know a couple different Spidey books, but so one of them is called point. Spidey. It's like, Jesus, man. Yeah. Well, I don't really care about the names. I mean, what I'm reading right now too. I'm reading a lot of Star Wars. Uh, I just got done with where we're at right now in Sex Criminals. If you guys haven't read I, Sex Criminals, I, I'm, gonna, I'm reading Sex Criminals one right now. I'm yeah. My mom saw that in my poll list and told me there's no way. No way. Yeah. Wow. It's really good. We could have a whole episode I'm, about Sex Criminals because that's such we an should. awesome story. Yeah. Um, City, you probably like that too. Actually, you would like that story a lot. Um, I'm reading. I'm rereading Preacher actually. Uh, I got through the first issue. I just like checked it out. I was like, ah, I might as well just like. You know, get caught up on this a little bit, and I ended up reading like the first five issues like in a sitting. So I'm I'm back into that. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's just kind of a lament, you know, looking at the industry, especially since we've been doing this podcast, and you know, we do have this access to you know more books um, with Michael helping us out and you know sponsoring our show. But you can always find these books at the Hall of Heroes. They're all there. Yes. Yes. Visit the Hall of Heroes. We're not just paid to say this, Um, but we are. Hey. I don't know. It's just it's. Just I'm not paid. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to walk here what today, so obviously I can't afford paid. a car. Oh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting paid either. Yeah. yeah. So um, maybe that's why Ben goes and helps out on Wednesdays. Yeah. It was funny Person. too because I told Dave he's like, he's, "You working for free for him now too?" I was like, "No, this is just for my enjoyment." Yeah, whatever. So. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a lament just on the whole the whole industry, and um, I'm just happy that you know we got these these company still telling really good stories yeah i'd like to take it in a different direction mm. so we were doing uh, we were doing uh thanksgiving gripes last episode and uh if you haven't listened to that one check it out it's a little different we got a little heated there for a funny, minute though. I, I, I voiced the internet and that's probably the greatest it was rambling <laughs> yeah. it was a little weird yeah i we just had some things to get off our chest you know when we were talking about that i think we we brought up uh the fantastic four reboot mm. and one of the things that really upset me about that movie is that they yet again screwed up dr doom who i argue is objectively the greatest supervillain of all time let me just put it to you this way it's as if someone in an iron man suit also had the powers of dr strange and the intelligence of reed richards and was like as evil as hitler that's basically <laughs> what dr doom this is guy a lot of credit here. and he had the braggadociousness <laughs> braggadocity of ben Solis himself of ben Solis yeah. and stan lee <laughs> multiplied what can i say yeah he is a Latvian dictator, so he also has his own country, which essentially, like, he has his own army and everything, and he, like, has a seat at the United Nations. Yeah, like the robot uh, Dooms, right? Yeah. yeah. When when Doom is in town, shit's going down. <laughs> that should be the... If that was the tagline of Fantastic Four, I'd have seen it. Yeah. Copyright 2015 Malachi Barrett. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason in the Secret Wars, which I keep bringing up, sorry. Uh, there's a reason that he's the villain that is God, essentially, in that book. He's the person who ties all the universes together with all of his power. Like, when you want to have, like, a massive, like, Avengers teaming up with the Fantastic Four teaming up with the X-Men, it's because they're fighting Doctor Doom. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So what's so great about him, right? Yeah, I was going to wonder. Yeah, I'll get to that right now. <laughs> You're building this guy up pretty hard. <laughs> um. A lot of uh, villains are kind of defined by their flaws, right? Mm-hmm. Especially on Marvel's side. Yeah, definitely. Especially on Marvel's side. Um, and Doctor Doom's greatest flaw is that he never believes he can fail. So he... Uh, it's it, like almost like a backhanded like Donald Trump. Like, no, what's, seriously. What's your, what's your biggest uh, weakness? Well, I, I just... I never fail, so... Yeah, and it's, it's like the thing... That, it's like what you put on your job interview. Like, <laughs> you run out your of application... Weaknesses. 
you're like, oh, uh, I just work I'm too hard. I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I do too much work. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you think you'd be great for our tech company? Well, I'm a dictator of a country and, and everyone loves fail. me there. Yeah. Sorry, Malachi. Yeah. Carry on. It's the one thing that always destroys him. He so uh, he just believes in himself more than anything else. So much so that he horribly scarred his face because he put on his Doctor Doom mask when it was hot off the iron. That's literally like how he. So he's got like that that mask that he never takes off. And you, we just now recently have seen his face for the first time in like sixty years of comic books, which was, is kind of crazy. Was it like fused to his skin, or was it just mangled? It was just really badly mangled. Yeah. Uh, in in his like Silver Age carnation, he like made this, and he's like, everyone will tremble at the might of doom, and he wow. just like doesn't wait to like. It's like when you get a pizza out of the oven. Yeah, it, it, there's just a page where he's like, oh, <laughs> why did I do that? I should have let this cool. Yeah, wow. he's also he's got that level of super science, which is just ridiculous. It's like that kind of Flash Gordony like, um, like super science where he's got a a time machine called the Time Platform. Um, he's the guy who's pointing a giant laser at the moon. Like he's got that kind of like, the I don't know, had it coming. like amped up to 11 ridiculousness, yep. you know, which is so good. I'm going to blow up earth cause it's blocking my view of Venus. Yeah. <laughs> anyone, anyone, any tunes? Nah. I'll tell no. you when you're older. <laughs> his name, his name is literally Victor Von Doom mm-hmm. and he is a doctor of different, different fields. Not so Van like Doom. Von, Von Doom. Doom, right. Yeah. So it's his name isn't even like something he made up. He just literally is Doctor. Isn't Doom. he a blogger or something like that? In the new film, he's something <laughs> like that. I don't. Blogger. I don't really know. God, how awful! <laughs> but in you know, in regular continuity, he is of the like a very long line of Von Dooms, which are like Latvian king princes. It's, so he's like he's Latvian <laughs> Fisher kings. Yeah. So okay, so let me just check off the list. He has an Iron Man suit. Ding. He has powers of magic. So he is both the best scientist in the world and also the best master of magic. Like Ding. he can make a, a rabbit come out of a super laser hat or something. I'd like to see that. Yeah. He's time. also a king. Ding. Um, I guess that's it probably, right? That's four on the list. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? That's yeah, not bad. Yeah, and he's been horribly mangled in every on-screen appearance he's ever been in. Was was the guy who played him in the original movie? The guy from Nip Tuck. Yeah. I can't remember his Nip name. Nip Tuck was a good yeah. show. He actually did pretty well, but like I don't know, he just we never something Mc McMillan or McCallan. I'm, I'm normally better with names. McMahon or something. Spot. Did you think that he did a good job portraying Doom in those original movies, as awful as those original movies? Were? Yeah, but they essentially just made him like a bad CEO of a company or something. Like it's not. I mean, he's like relentlessly evil. Yeah. Like Doctor Doom. It, it, also, he refers to himself in the third person. He does. He does. A it's lot. it's always Doom this and Doom that. Doom will. Doom would like fries with that. Doom likes this. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So that's that's my thing. So you like Doctor Doom? That's yeah, he's, cool. he's pretty cool. He's pretty fun to play in Marvel vs. Capcom too. He's he's pretty good in those games. Top tier. Interesting. I didn't know that you had such an affection for Doctor Doom, man. He's awesome. Oh, well, there you go. He wears a a hooded robe off of his iron suit which doesn't make any sense but i don't care everything's better with the cape man yeah and that's the thing too is like you've seen characters who have like their looks have changed a lot but there are some that like their costumes are like so iconic or oh, just work so well he has been green hood and cape thing and then like <laughs> knight armor like yeah. just straight up it's like it's got a bunch of like hidden gadgets in it too so he can like fly around and shoot lasers and stuff but it just straight up looks like a, a knight armor like from an old castle or something and the funny thing is is, is... Okay, so he is a rather iconic character. I'm not going to take away, you know, his iconography from it at all. But right. like when you look at like popular culture, like the wraparound of Doom, right? Yeah. Like wears a Doom mask and calls himself Doom. Yeah. Just, just for that reason. It's a pretty cool mask too. It's a really cool mask. So I mean, there's there's kind of that too. I mean, MF Doom is a cool kind of nerdy character in the first place too. So yeah. Good for him. Good for Doom. So I'd like them not to screw that up yeah. in the future. Yeah. Get on it. Yeah. We're looking at you, Fox. Yeah, I mean, it's really a shame too because he could be a really cool Avengers villain. Really could. You know? Yeah. And they can't use him because Fox likes to dick it up a bunch of times. Who knows? Maybe by uh, Phase 4, Glaze can get there. Phase maybe. 4? Fantastic 4. Oh, Just God. saying. <laughs> Just four. And you know what? I don't care about the Fantastic 4. They suck. Yeah. Screw them. Pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty crappy. All four of them can suck it. But Doom, though. Yeah, Doom's pretty sweet. Doom's he's right. just all ego, man. He's all he's all supervillain. He's he's like the what they kind of built all the other off of, you know? Yeah. He's just he's the best. 10 out of 10. Five stars. I give him an eight. Yeah. So Tyler, what do you? Uh, what's what's on your mind? Well, I was actually going to go on this long spiel about how Doctor Doom is the worst and most oh, overrated oh, really? Marvel villain. Oh, that's awkward. Um, yeah. Then well, I, I thought you know I was going to tie it in and let everyone talk and talk about like because I mean what's 
I mean, being a geek growing up, I, I, I can't place it for sure, but watching some, like cartoons, so I was going to ask everyone what their favorite cartoon is. Oh. But I'm just, there's something that a lot of you guys don't know that I'm very passionate about. Oh, yeah? Tell and me. butt stuff? No. Um, <laughs> cooking sausage over an open, open range? There was a battle that took place a long time ago and not the one in a galaxy far, far away. And it involved a certain army that is from, you would say, a state of the United States, the Georgian army. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yes. I wait, can't. Wait. The, are you talking about the Battle of Degori? That is the battle. The Battle of Degori, I feel, oh, is one okay. of the most historically underrated battles. The decisive Georgian victory over, yeah. over the Muslims. And I have no idea what you guys. This was in uh, 1121 uh, AD, right? Yeah. yeah. And it, it all started. There was a king. His name was King David. And Kelsey, like, well, well, well before uh, that, yeah. What was, was his? It was actually started uh, 1089. Um, there was a bloodless uh, coup d'état. A bloodless coup d'état. Yeah. Uh, forced King Georgie the second of Georgia. Georgie the second of Georgia. Um, it might be Gregory. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, to step down and give this, his seat to his 16-year-old son, David, the fourth. Yeah, and, you know, so he decides, hey, I'm 16. Dad just gave me the keys to the Corvette. Woo! What, you know, what can I do to prove to not only myself, but to my new, my, my new kingdom that I'm a worthy ruler? He decides, hey, I'm going to go take out this Muslim empire, the Seljuks, the Seljuks. Thank you. Right. Cause they um, had, they had conquered yeah. the capital. No. So in, in, not only did they conquer the capital, they were kind of like, they were kind of getting a little, a little testy. They thought they were yeah. big. They thought they were pretty big for their britches. So King George, he marches down and he brings in his massive army. And actually what a lot of people don't know was the Seljuks had a bunch of knights. They, they kind of, de- they kind of, they kind of defect. Dude, are you kidding me? The, the, seriously, I know, you, I, I know you said you don't know anything about it, but it's like this is really influential yeah, to ben, a lot show of some goddamn respect. Yeah, seriously, yeah, seriously. Listen, so well, you're you're forgetting the part, um, you know, eleven twenty one when the great Seljuk uh, Sultan Mahmud um, formed a coalition of Muslim states and declared a holy war on Georgia. Yeah, it, well, right. it ties in with the Crusades, you know, and then yeah. and and this is kind of like in there. So then, like these these guys, they decide, hey, we can see that we're fighting the losing battle here. So what do they do? They all get together. They go, hey, we're going to defect. And they go and they march over to the Georgian army. And they're like, King David, we're here. Let us help you. So King David thinks about it. And he goes, hmm, not only am I not going to use their help, I'm going to kill as many of these men as possible. Because a lot of them were actually, little known fact here, Ben, uh, fun fact of the day, a lot of them were like lieutenants and, and you know other captains and stuff right. that, oh, wow. le- that led the Seljuks army. So they killed a bunch of them. And the Seljuks were like, oh, man, like, what's going on? You know, we here we thought we were this great, you know, this great kingdom. So like, how are we going to recover from this? Well, they didn't have a chance. Let me answer that question. They didn't have a chance. <laughs> Don't let me spoil no, the story seriously. for you. Spoiler alert. They didn't have a chance. chance. So King David himself wow. decides, listen, I'm going to take the left flank with our cavalry. I'm going to take the left flank. Always I'm going to go flank. charge. Meanwhile, right De- flank, not so much. It's Demetrius, his, the, his son Demetrius goes, you know what, Dad? I got your back. I'm going to take the right flank. And they charged in and took the capital. And, you know, Malachi, I think I remember you telling me something about, like, after the fact, like, there's kind of, like, his historical inaccuracies. Was right. he a good ruler? Was he not a good ruler? Well, look, everybody knows about this, but it's kind of hard to find little-known facts about this Yeah, battle. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty well-known. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you, Kelsey, and I actually know a lot about this, obviously. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just as good American citizens, we yeah. should. You know, it's how it's democracy works. Right. Yeah, well, there's there's a couple of historical inaccuracies. They're not really sure what the battle strength of the Seljuks were. They, it ranges between, like, 100,000 to, like, 200,000. They're not really sure what... But, well, I mean, it was I mean, hard to keep record back then, you yeah. know? Yeah. Georgians were working with about 55,000, though. So they, they were clearly outnumbered either way. Um, so, you know, he hit that pretty hard once they took over. It kind of destroyed all the, all the Muslim holy relics and everything because yeah, it's I mean, like... Their, their culture was shocked. Putting you know? a stamp yeah. on the world. Like, this is my town now. <laughs> Um, Put your stamp on the world at CMU. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, afterward he he kind of cooled, uh, and eventually he ended up being kind of benevolent toward Muslims, uh, which is you know kind of the more, most interesting about it, I think. Yeah, he was actually like su- super respected. Yeah, yeah. and and, and yeah. kind of a stand-up. Yeah, and, and the people that he took over were actually like, you're actually a little more like welcoming of our culture and our ways of life than our old rulers were. 
Yeah. And you know, you know, history is written by the victors. You know what I mean? So yeah. May, may I pause you guys to say that the Seljuks had a really cool imperial symbol? Look, Ben, we know you're just looking up stuff, stuff now, on Wikipedia, like, and you know, like as we said, this this is you know, you are at a astound university. You should these are you should be a little more cultured. I know. Yeah, and you even spell it wrong. It's not S E L J U K. It's with a G. No, that's, that's a different I'm different sorry. empire. Yeah. No, it can't be. This battle happened <laughs> in eleven. Read, read a freaking yeah, book. This, this empire, <laughs> empire ended in eleven ninety four to eleven ninety four. Yeah, the battle happened I'm, in eleven twenty, Ben. Really so you're just making you're yourself look like a fool. Google, yeah, like, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Come on, this is just something you need to know. Hey, I never said I was a scholar. Okay. But that being said, to bring it all back, I really would. Like I said. I would like to go around the room because, you know, Sydney's been sitting here listening to us talk and just babble on. And, and the now, fact that we talked about hi- actual history, I think she understood that a little more than comic book stuff. Sure. And, you know, Kelsey's always has to sit over here and listen to us talk. So I'd like to let her have a moment. Kelsey, what's on your mind? So what I'd like to ask the room, growing up, what was your favorite cartoon? So this is something I can really sink my teeth into. I don't want to hear I, – I just – you – I – I just want to get the name. We're running a little long. Kelsey's got to go to work. Sydney's important. She's got to go edit some stuff. You know? So, so I'll start off by saying my favorite cartoon growing up. And you have to say why, but keep it short. My favorite cartoon growing up was Recess. And I love that because as a kid who also loved Recess, um, I just love that the school had a character that, like, the diggers dug. Upside down girl, upside down. They even had the shady kid with the coat that sold Rolex type watch is but they were like made of plastic and let's not forget about king bob because as we've learned today a good ruler can change the history of the world right like dr doom like king david and his mighty son demetrius i see the connections dude there's always connections here oh yeah beautiful so i would like to go this way around the room okay so we're going to start with kelsey yes kelsey do you want to walk over to the mic then so you get a little a little bit of well, you know what? Kel- Kelsey's freaking out. Do you want us to come back to you? Yeah, we, always, we always put you on the spot. We'll I go know, the other way. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, Ben, what do you got? Because Lord knows we need Ben to talk some yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, I really haven't talked that much this episode. I will I cut you off, Ben. You guys can talk about Seljuks. Um, very important part. Turkish Empire. Jeez. Um, Jordan, you know what? Don't even. I don't even care. I don't even care. I'm moving on. Batman the Animated Series. I know that's cliche, but like honestly, it was the best show on television when I was a kid. Um, out of all the cartoons that I watched, I think it was the most intriguing. The storylines were always really good. It always had this air that it was like kind of maybe a little bit more adult for me than what it should have been. Um, but it wasn't so over my head that I didn't get it. And kind of looking back and watching it now, I get the same satisfaction and um, from watching it as I did when I was a kid. And then I guess a good runner-up is Animaniacs. Animaniacs was so subversive and That's it's ridiculous. That's a great show. I didn't, and the same thing with the stuff over your head, way too adult. There's so many jokes that I look back at old anime, uh, Animaniacs episodes and just like, oh my god, that was hilarious. Yeah. So thank you. All right, Sydney, your turn. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Got to. This is gonna sound so cliche, and I'm sorry, but I had an obscene amount of Powerpuff Girls merchandise. Oh, that show was fantastic. And I wanted to be Blossom because she had red hair. I. And I did have I red can, hair. I for, can see that. I, I was a redhead for a few years. What was your favorite Powerpuff Girl villain? Villain? Mm-hmm. The crab. The cross-dressing crab. Oh, him. Yeah, him. him. Yeah, him was <laughs> My favorite part of Powerpuff Girls was that Dexter was their classmate mm-hmm. from Dexter's Lab. Yeah. But, yeah. DD, get out to my laboratory. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> for more Dexter's Lab impressions, go to Tyler's <laughs> website, dexterslabimpressions.com. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, man, Animatics was good. I mean, everybody can point to Batman the Animated Series probably. Yeah. A show that didn't do that as well uh, was definitely the X-Men 90 mm-hmm. cartoon. Yeah, um, really adult. They tried to tackle some things from the comic books, and they adapted them well sometimes and sometimes not so well. Um, Apocalypse looked a lot better in the cartoon. Yeah, it? probably our yeah. most hairy version of Wolverine to date. <laughs> <laughs> that dude had arm hair for days. Remember what I told you about Wolverine and the arm hair, though? What's that? In the old days when you you were not allowed to draw oh, Wolverine yeah. in the costume without arm hair. Also, if he wasn't in costume, Wolverine had no arm hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just a, it was a rule. It had come right after uh, Jim Lee started drawing X-Men in the, in the early 90s. So they had all of the Jim Lee version uh, costumes, which were just – most of them were pretty stupid. Yeah. I mean, they Wolverine's was Wolverine's. Storm's was like all white, and she had like this big dumb cape, and she talked like – 
like I don't even know what it was, but like she was always saying like by the gods and like by the gods. She like my a, name is Aurora Monroe and I will drop the reins of heaven upon yeah, you. Can't say yeah. the voice acting was For more storm impressions, go to Tyler's website. Dude, I got it. Storm impressions by there's, Tyler. There's gonna be one day where I'm gonna do the podcast by myself impersonating you guys and no one will know the difference. I very yeah, much we'll, doubt that. We'll see about that. Uh, my name's Malachi yeah, I'm and I'm gonna, gonna talk super one. monotone. My name's Malachi. And all this and that. Hey guys, Ben Salise here, and we're gonna. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's pretty I, good. I'd like to hear your impression of me. I would like to hear your impression of me. <laughs> that's Kelsey for yeah, sure. Yeah, that was the best impression I Thanks. heard all day. Fantastic. You know, and it's cool too because, like, um, I think like the, the if you look at like character drawing, just the figure drawing, it was all very like just. It was a little overblown. Anime animation quality wasn't that good in some no, of those episodes but too. Like you know, like uh, just like the. Like men are just like so over like just jacked yeah everybody's everybody's jacked everybody's got muscles on muscles everybody's got a six pack they lift yeah everybody lifts bro All right, nobody, nobody skipped leg leg right. day either I got mine okay are you picking up do you want to want me to hand you your mic yeah hand me a mic okay don't hand me the mic this is gonna mic sound. me mic me mic me bro don't tease me bro don't mic me all right I'm gonna go with uh. Rocket Power. I watched a lot of Rocket oh, Power. Woogity, 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 woogity. I definitely watched that a lot. I wish it was back on. Um, now I watch a lot of Adventure Time. Which, I is, was, which is arguably a much better show. Yes. Than I was Fiona for Halloween. It was awesome. Wow. But yeah, that's, uh, that's where I'm going to go. I don't think it needs to be said why Rocket Power is my favorite. I, I I wanted to be them so bad growing up. I like, know. Dude, all the time. That, <laughs> also, that surfboard table they had with the shark bite on it. Mm -hmm. my, I was like, that yeah. is the coolest piece of furniture and I've ever seen in my life. I like. I wanted to be them so bad. My dad's name is Edmund, so I started calling him Edmundo all the time. Like, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, Yo, Edmundo, and he'd be like, Shut up, Tyler. Like, I regret <laughs> having Tino, you Tino's ever. Ancient wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I Top always, notch. I really just wanted to open up a a fish taco hut and yep. get a the surf uh, shack, dude. Yeah, and befriend a a, a large Samoan and or Hawaiian. I'm not sure really. I mean, but yeah, and I would have been a shooby, like no way around it, you know. Like <laughs> sure. I would have been like Sam would have looked at me and been like, "You shooby, like go back, go back to your island, you know, you get off the island, go back to your freaking, you know, you continental store. U.S. You shooby." But. Fantastic. <laughs> well, we uh, traversed some ground today. Jessica Jones, X Men, the Georgian War. <laughs> What? I, you're laughing. I'm not laughing. That was historical. This is no yeah. laughing matter. This moment of hey, this is a serious those, podcast. Um, this was important. Are those swords still there? Yeah. yeah no, it, Sydney. One? That honestly, you know, this is amazing. So you know, like in Braveheart, when you know he throws his sword and like sticks in the ground, they actually got his inspiration from the battlefield. If you go there to this day, all the swords that you know were the men and used when they were fighting, they now stuck in the ground and they've become like a monument. So you go and there's this giant hill and there's just like these crazy swords, swords like stuck everywhere. in the ground. Mel Gibson's not there, is he? No, well, no, man. Oh. We all know he got, you know, pulled apart at the end. He got his intros ripped off. So. <laughs> also, he, he's kind of racist. So, you know, he, he why would he go and hang out over there? It's not America. <laughs> so. uh, and I think this is the point where we need to wrap this up. So thank you so much again for your uh, your wise wisdom, uh, Sydney. Uh, we'll hope to have you back on the show. This was fun. Mm -hmm. So again, thank you. Uh, thank you guys for an amazing semester. And thank you, Ben. Oh, thank you. No, you know, not, no, no thanks needed. Yeah. At the, I'd think like about, to thank myself. Think about it. Beginning of this semester. <laughs> for keeping this we didn't even know each alive. Other. Yeah. Wow. So, guys, as always, check it out on iTunes. Check us out on SoundCloud. You can download it both there. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Raving Geeks. You can uh, make, check out our website. Make sure you go to uh, Dexter'sLabImpressions.com and StormImpressions.com forward slash uh, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll, if you input a special discount code, uh, TylerGoose62, uh, you'll get free shirts at a Tyler's Merchandising Store. Tyler's and, and not only that, <laughs> if, you, if you want, like honestly, if you want to give me money, Give me a character. I will do an impression and call it that you, like, I will call you and leave a voicemail yeah. in the voice of that character. And if you want to give me money, yeah. do it. Sure. Yes. And that's it. Yeah, yeah that's good. It. He'll even show up at your house like a candy gram and do impressions for you. On I'll jump person. I'll jump out of a cake. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen it yeah. happen. It's not a pretty sight, but it's, it's a sight. It's how I got on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good cake jump. I tried to yeah. do sexy Ronald Reagan for mm. us, and it was a little weird, but it was yeah. a good, good yeah. impression. Yeah, not bad. Jelly beans. Jelly beans. Happy Mr. Gorbachev. Birthday, Mr. Tear President. Down. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev. Uh,
tear down my pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, on that note, thank you very much, guys. You can always check us out at those mediums I just listed before. And same bat time, same bat network. Have a good uh, finals week, guys.